Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by Seeking for Friday, April 23rd. I am Caroline Gonzalez, joined by my co-host John DeShazer. And on today's show, we have a very special guest. It is Greg Allman. Greg, I didn't ask you before we started recording. Is that how you pronounce your last name? You're good. Yeah, don't worry. Greg Allman. Just wanted to ask and make sure. Thanks for checking. Of course. Uh, So we have Greg on the show today to talk talk to us a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you have listened to the show throughout the week, you know that we have been doing a draft preview for our NFC South teams. And last stop is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all know that they are the reigning Super Bowl champions. They went 11 and five this season. They are returning all 22 starters this year. It hasn't been done since 1977 by a reigning champion. So to give us a little insight on the upcoming draft is Greg. Greg, how you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting to have the draft, whatever, uh, less than a week out now. Yeah, less than a week out, six days, I believe. And and Greg, first, you started or you worked with the Tampa Bay Times for 19 years. You've been covering the Bucks for the last five. Tell us a little bit about the roller coaster that you've been going through over the past really five seasons, seeing the Bucks at the lowest of the low and then the highest of the high. Yeah, I mean, the success they had last year was obviously a long time coming. Um, I, I had helped out during the Bucks run in 02 and they won a championship, but really not much to hang your hat on since then. So to see it come about as quickly as it, as it did uh, was wild. I mean, it, it, I covered the team. This is the eight years full-time I covered the team, and it's, you know, one winning season before this. So to go f- to see these guys like Levante David and Mike Evans that had gone their entire careers without ever playing a playoff game, and you check that off the list, and then you, you go ahead and get the Super Bowl the same year, uh, was neat for them and, and, and really changes everything about this team in a hurry. Greg, I have to ask with Tam- with Tom Brady, I almost called him Tampa, Tampa of Tom, with Tom Brady being so active on social media, have you had to increase your social media presence lately? Because he is, especially in the off season, he's been going crazy. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like Tom for a while there was more active on Instagram than Twitter. And it's, it's hmm. I, I, I'm good about staying on top of Twitter. Instagram that is good about. So uh, yeah, especially like the last 24 hours, he... <laughs> It's like uh, you had that like, ah, oh, Tom's kind of annoyed by the numbering rule, which is odd. And you're like, wow, Tom is really upset about this. And at first, people, like, I think he's joking. And then he went out of his way. Like Brady has this uh, like mass text deal where you can sign up to get text messages from Tom Brady. Hmm. Um, and usually it's kind of like, hey, here's a great TB12 shake. You should be trying that kind of thing. <laughs> but like yesterday, he, t- he just texted out like, hey, some of you want an explanation on why I'm upset about this. Well, here's why I'm up. It's, it's like he's. He's making this his platform for why he's upset. I don't think it's going to change very much. And I feel like, again, Tom's upset about jersey number restrictions being loosened. And basically, he's used to knowing if if a guy blitzing him is wearing 48, he knows it's a linebacker. Or if it's 24, he knows it's DB. And now he's not as sure immediately in terms of just seeing a number and knowing what position it represents. I, I kind of feel like he's in a good position where he can handle that. I mean, I guess I understand why he's upset, but – He's pretty sharp, and as much as it's nice to have one numbering system for your entire NFL career, I think he'll be okay. Well, Greg, I have to jump in, and real quick, J.D., I think it's great. I wonder if we're going to see a shift in how athletes communicate with media and fans because, like you said, that is a very interesting concept. I mean, most of the time it's, hey, you are overweight, drink this shake, and you won't be. But, you know, for athletes to control their own narrative as opposed to going through PR departments or their manager or anything like that, you know, controlling the narrative and directly saying exactly what you want to say in kind of a mass produced way. I think that's, that's rather interesting. Well, and Brady, honestly, to his credit, I think Brady has loosened up a little bit. I think he's been a much more 
um, outgoing, personable social media character in his year with the Bucks. I think with the Patriots, I think he, for the most part, was on social media a lot like he was in person, just kind of measured and careful in everything he said. And he's, I mean, he's a, a fun follow all of a sudden. It's like he's engaging with, uh, there was back and forth between the Rays and the Royals where paying out bet where like a Royals player had to wear a Rays jersey or a Bucks jersey as a Super Bowl bet. And it's like, you know, the Royals had a tweet where they're like, you know, actions speak or words speak louder than actions or something. Tom Brady's firing back to that. Patrick Mahomes is firing back to him. So normally you have these doldrums of the off season where we don't really get to talk to veteran players very much. And they're like all over social media and there's plenty to write about if we weren't already writing a million stories about the draft. Right. Well, actually let's go ahead, JD. Go ahead. No, I was, I was, about, I was just going to say Tom's a pretty smart guy. He's going to figure out the number thing. I'm pretty sure uh, it probably won't have to worry about it that much because as I understand, if you change numbers, you've got to buy out all the old numbers. So, yeah, and that, that seems almost punitive, you know? I mean, yeah. like, I feel like for the Jersey people, if they get yeah. a new number, they're going to sell some jerseys off that. Right. So I, I'm curious. I want to know, like, what the real number is. Like, if you're if you're not – obviously, if you're Tom Brady, that's a lot of inventory. I don't think he's yeah. going to switch from 12 anytime soon. Yeah. But if you're just like Leonard Fournette, okay? Leonard Fournette wore seven in college. He's from the seventh ward in New Orleans, loves the number seven. And like he probably sold some jerseys with the box last year, but not yeah. that yeah. many. So I want to yeah. know, like, I want to like, is did he just call and go, hey, what would it cost for me to buy? And they go, it's right. uh, eighty-five thousand dollars, Leonard. And maybe they're like, oh, no problem, I'm going to seven. But there has to be that number where you're like, yeah, that's all right. I'm just going to keep my number. I guess I'm sure. Someone yeah, else I'm said sure. if they wait a year, if they say like, I'm going to change my number next year, they don't yeah. have to pay it. But then there's that weird huh. year where no one's buying your jersey because they know you're going to change to next year's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it really changed. seems like it's counterproductive. So I, I don't know exactly how maybe the league will adjust its thinking on that. But, you know, I don't know how much the league has to do with that, because if I'm the jersey maker, I guess I'd probably be saying, you know, how am I going to get rid of these things anyway? So. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can put them on clearance or something. They're still going to sell. I mean, <laughs> TJ Maxx. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> now, Greg, with the draft, I'm looking at Tampa Bay, and it's kind of, I, I guess it's kind of like my wife. What do you get the team that has everything? So, you know, <laughs> so what will they be looking for in terms of depth? Because as Caroline mentioned, they have all the starters back. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jason Light, their GM, talked yesterday, and he kind of said that you know, normally you go in with a team you have draft needs – and they just have draft wants. They, they don't have, uh, like you said, all the starters are back. It, it's very possible their first-round pick won't be a starter, won't be an impact player this year. Um, so they can certainly look towards towards next year, not next year, but towards 2022. Um, it's like they did a really good job of bringing back all their free agents this year. They're not going to be able to do that again next year. So there's definitely some losses they can start to anticipate um, and maybe insulate with some depth now. Uh, outside linebacker, they definitely need depth there at pass rusher. Uh, cornerback safety, uh, interior offensive line. There's definitely positions that they they don't have uh, a starter in waiting, if you will, and can definitely kind of use the position they're in to, to stock up, guard against injury this year, and then potentially have replacements uh, maybe in 2022. Greg, it's funny looking at, uh, you know, The Athletic and your most recent article of the positions that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to fill and just humor me for a second. Third outside linebacker, backup guard and setter, fourth cornerback, backup quarterback, fourth safety, and I won't go on, but it's all like, you know, depth positions way down the line, and it's got to be great for the Bucks to have that scenario. 
Yeah, it's great. Like at one point I had like eighth offensive lineman. I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds too trivial. I'm just gonna say backup guard center. Yeah, they they just right now they don't need a lot. And it's like you you it's almost the other thing is that they have so much back, they have eight draft picks. And I don't know that eight draft picks make this roster. So it's kind of like you they almost benefit if you wanted to trade up. If you're at 32 and you see a guy at 24 that you like, it's almost in their best interest to take a one and a four and move up and give yourself five really good rookies instead of having eight draft picks where you're going to cut three of them. And one of them's in Los Angeles and one of them's in Minnesota uh, playing for somebody else after cuts. Greg, do you think, you know, Bruce Arians now you've seen him with, with Tom Brady, you've seen him with this team. Do you think it's going to take a lot of adjustment for them to come into this season with a chip on their shoulder with the same psyche of like, Hey, we got to go out. We, we need to win a Super Bowl again, but not having as much drive as maybe you did the year before when you, when you didn't have a Super Bowl championship underneath your belt. Oh, totally. No, I think that's the biggest challenge is, is having the motivation that they had this past year. I, I feel like Brady is such a good example because Brady has whatever, seven rings now and chased his seventh ring like it was his first. Yeah. Um, and that's Brady. That's hard to, to permeate through a whole locker room. But I almost wondered, it, it's kind of like, I mean, they're going to have a, a team that has, let's say, 40 guys on it who just won a ring. And as much as you can say you want a second, it's definitely not the same motivation. I mean, guys like I said, Levante David, Mike Evans had never even played a playoff game. They're really going to be motivated. So I almost think there's a value. Um, they brought in Giovanni Bernard from Cincinnati. Again, Giovanni Bernard has, has been in the league eight years. Uh, I don't think he's ever won a playoff game. So again, if you can bring in those types, there was some talk they might even bring in Larry Fitzgerald. Like if Fitz doesn't go back to Arizona, he's got a lot of ties here in Tampa. Bring him in. Now you have a guy in your locker room that's like, wow, this guy's a Hall of Famer. He's never won a Super Bowl. And now the motivation isn't just, I'd like a second one. It's, hey, let, let's win Larry a ring. You know, let, let's let's win it for Giovanni. They need something to win for. Um, and Brady obviously doesn't need that at all. Brady just wants number eight as much as he wanted number seven and so on. But the whole locker room has to have that motivation. That'll be a challenge. How much do you believe part of the motivation will simply be winning a division? I mean, they didn't win a division. Right last year and that's a goal to attain right to me the biggest thing for them is, is they can have a much easier path to the Super Bowl I mean they, this year this past year they, they were kind of what I thought they would be in the regular season I thought they'd be a better team a playoff team but not better than the Saints I didn't think they'd win the division and now with New Orleans and everything with Breeze gone with all the cuts cuts they had to make for salary cap their perception with the Bucks is definitely going to be that of the division champ and now you can start thinking about what Tom Brady is used to in the postseason, which is winning your division, earning buys in the playoffs, and giving yourself an easier path. Because they were 11-5 and five in that last year. Um, they don't have to be that much better to start getting buys and to get – I mean, if they can be 12 and – I guess 12-5 and five now with the 17-game schedule, but 13-4, and 12-5, that's going to be hosting games, maybe getting a week off. Um, this past year, I mean, they went – to New Orleans, to Washington, to Green Bay, and won three playoff games on the road, they're not going to have to do that this year. Um, their success is still going to come down to how they do in January, but I think they can make it much easier. And that's probably your motivation to start the year is win your division, take care of, of business in the NFC South so that the postseason goes through Tampa instead of having to put you on the road under much more difficult circumstances with crowds on the road this year. I know we don't get to talk a lot about this year's draft since they – pretty much have everything. But last year's draft, how critical did that turn out to be for them to be, you know, Super Bowl champs? 
Yeah, absolutely. I always feel like if you can hit on your first two picks in a draft, it makes it a great draft class. And that's exactly what the Bucs did. Um, last year, they had needs. They needed a tackle and just kind of were in just the right place where you caught a draft that had four really good tackles at the top. They had the fourth of those tackles in Tristan Wirfs and probably got the best in that Tristan Wirfs played every snap, uh, came in as a starter on right tackle and never flinched the whole year, played the whole way. Um, great guy. They're excited about long-term there. Their second round pick, Antoine Winfield. Uh, again, another guy that never looked like a rookie. It was out there, very calm, collected, and, and made plays. You go back to Giants game, you know, pretty much clinched a win with a pass breakup on a two-point conversion on the last play. Um, came up with a big takeaway in that New Orleans game. You think about the Saints game in the playoffs. Um, you know, I mean, you have a tight end run down the middle of the field with a lead. If they score there, they're, I mean, they're probably yeah. in control of that game. So to punch that ball out is probably one of the most underrated plays just to change the momentum of that game and kind of let the Bucks take control when it was still a game that was up for grabs. Man, fantastic. I know, you know, JD kind of mentioned it. There's not a whole lot to focus on on the Bucks on this year's draft, but uh, chasing that Super Super Bowl ring once again. Hopefully the Saints give them a run for their money. I think they will, but uh, Saints have a lot of work to do in the draft as well. Greg, we appreciate your time so much. Uh, thanks for giving us some insight on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the NFL draft. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me and good luck with the draft. All right, perfect. Thanks, Greg. All right, that was Greg Almond of The Athletic talking a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we are six days out from the NFL draft. As we mentioned, the Bucs not, with not a whole lot of draft outlook as they are returning all 22 starters, but nevertheless still a team that the Saints are going to keep their eyes on, not only as an NFC South opponent, but of course as the reigning Super Bowl champions as well. All right, Saints fans, some uh, quick announcements for you all. And I think you're going to want to listen to these, but because you could win some nice stuff. Let me tell you, some nice primo gusto stuff. And that is just my humble opinion. But first things first, I want to highlight the New Orleans Saints, their announcement on Thursday that they have contributed $300,000 to the Say Her Name campaign, which uh, was originally, you know, highlighted by the New Orleans Saints to raise awareness around the current state of African American women in America. They also wanted to uplift leaders and, um, you know, talk about the initiative, the, the women, the black women in the space. If you made it to any of the Saints games this season, we showed videos of players educating themselves. We highlighted Saints stories or say her name stories. Uh, they can be found on neworleansaints.com and the Saints app. But nevertheless, uh, the New Orleans Saints announcing on Thursday that they have contributed over $300,000 to the historic Carver Theater, the Women's National Basketball Players Association, Spelman College, the African American Policy Forum, and Navigate NOLA, all, all organizations that support the Say Her Name campaign. All right, moving on. I know you were listening and you heard that you can win some things. You can win $20,000, Saints fans. $20,000. I'm going to say that again. $20,000 thousand dollars if you guess the correct order of the saints 2021 opponents if you guess the schedule for the 2021 season you can win twenty thousand dollars all you have to do is go to neworleansaints.com if you're fancy you can put neworleansaints.com backslash fans backslash contests 
That is plural. Both of them are plural. Fans and contests. NewOrleansSaints.com. Or you could just go on your app. Go to NewOrleansSaints.com. It is the schedule challenge. We're also promoting it. We are also promoting it on social media. It is the schedule challenge. Twenty thousand dollars if you correctly guess the 2021 schedule for the New Orleans Saints. But that's not all. We also have another contest running, same location, same neworleansaints.com backslash fans backslash contest. It is the Saints celebrating 50 years of draft history. All you have to do is go online, input your information. If you are the winner of this contest, you are going to receive a haul. You're going to get a signed Archie Manning throwback jersey, a signed Ricky Jackson Dome Patrol poster, a signed Fast Freddie McAfee cleats. You're getting signed Deuce McAllister football. Football. You're getting a signed Cam Jordan helmet and you're getting a signed Michael Thomas uh, pair of gloves. All of that. All of that. And you don't even have to do anything. All you have to do is go online, put in your first name, put in your last name, put in your email, put in your phone number, put in your zip code, and you're done. You have the opportunity to win all of those things that I just lift, listed off. All you have to do is go on to the Saints website right now. It'll take two minutes of your time. Go enter that contest. All right, Saints fans, that'll do it for me. Uh, enough promoing these contests. If you're not, if you aren't quick on this. I'm going to enter for this competition and I'm going to enter for the $20,000 because I think I can win both. So make sure you go and do that right now, whether it's on your Saints app or neworleansaints.com. All right, for Greg Allman, I'm Caroline Gonzalez, John DeShazer, my co-host. We appreciate you listening to this week's episode as we preview the NFC South uh, as they approach the, this, this year's NFL drafts just six days away. From the NFL draft, we've covered the Falcons, we've covered the Panthers, we've covered the Bucks. Next week, we will take an internal look at the New Orleans Saints. We will focus the attention onto the New Orleans Saints as we will then be a few days away from the NFL. All right, have a good one. Saints fans, have a safe weekend. We'll see you next week.